Hey, everybody. This is Rod Black. Hi, and this is Mike Tyson, the World Heavyweight Boxing Champion. I just wanted to say one thing. What do you have to say, Mike? I just want to say this pro sports podcast is wonderful. It got a lot of bite. I just, I just love these guys. I just want to say one thing. If you don't listen, I will eat your children. Thank you. Thank you very much. Catch it. Pro Sports Podcasters coming soon to a smartphone near you. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Colbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half of your host today, Justin Williams. And you know, I'm never alone because of my abandonment issues. So today I brought along a friend. And this guy always keeps me sane. He, uh, he's the wind beneath my sails, the guy who keeps me updated on all NFT stuff, the guy who just, he, he's everywhere, makes her voice sound good. He's recording audios as if he, or videos every day as if he was Hugh Jackman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Colbert Durant. Kobe, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. We got another MMA interview going on today. Oh, man. I'm excited for a sin for this one. This guy is undefeated. He currently has a record of 6-0. and oh. They call him the king. And he fights at lightweight for Bellator. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Archie Colgan. Archie, how you doing? I'm doing good, Justin. I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me on. Anytime, anytime. So quick thing, as I always ask people, uh, when leading up to fight week, how much does your diet change and how far out do you start this change? Uh, so I, I typically start to like watch my diet like eight weeks out is when I start to like watch what I'm eating. I'll still have some cheat meals every now and then. And then really like four weeks out, I hire my nutritionist and, and she kind of gets going and makes all my, my food until, uh, you know, until fight day. Well, really until weigh-ins and then, um, and then I'm kind of free. I don't go crazy then either, but you know, I go out to eat and get some sushi or something, but. But yeah, so about four weeks out. Perfect. And after your weigh-ins, what is your post-weigh-in celebration meal? Yeah, so I, I don't really – I mean, sushi has been my go-to. It's fairly healthy. You get some good carbs. You get some good protein in you. Um, it's pretty light. I mean, I eat a lot when I'm there because I haven't eaten in a while. So it's a little different. But my go-to is, is sushi for dinner, usually weighing in the morning. So I, I just kind of snack and – Maybe get like a little sandwich or something for lunch. But yes, yeah, she's my go-to. And then after the fight, that's when I'll, I'll get something dirty like, you know, a burger or some wings or something. Ah, dirty burger and wings. <laughs> now, Archie, was the goal always mixed martial arts? I mean, you, you started off as a wrestler, both folk style, freestyle. Were you planning on moving on to mar mixed martial arts when you were done with that? Mm, nah, not really, man. Like I graduated and I had a job. I was done. I was just, I wasn't burnt out or anything. I just thought I was done being an athlete. 
like I had a lot left to give and I'm showing that, but you know, I just thought that I was done as an athlete and I got a job and started working, you know, the nine to five life and was content with kind of just moving on with life outside of being an athlete. And, you know, that life just kind of found me and pulled me back in and I just uh, ran with it. Okay. So once you just made the decision to switch into mixed martial arts, was there someone that kind of brought you in or did you search somebody out? Like how'd that start? Uh, yeah. So I, I found my coach, my head coach right now, uh, Justin Salas. Um, I was working the nine to five and I was just going to a local gym to go work out, just like lift weights workout. And, you know, we ran into each other and he wrestled at Wyoming and knew who I was because I wrestled for Wyoming and he just followed the careers and stuff. And he just introduced himself and briefly explained he fought in UFC. He wrestled for Wyoming, uh, all of that. And, you know, I just always been a fan of mixed martial arts and boxing. So I was like, Hey, yeah, I started doing it and we started hitting and teaching me. And, uh, one thing led to another and now we're six and zero and as pro and, Nine and zero is total. Yeah, and I mean, when you look at your six and zero record, it's LFA, Eagle FC, and Bellator. There's there's no small promotion there, really. It's you've gone into deep waters right off the yeah. bat. Was that as a result of of your coach that put you in that that position, or is it just what was available to you? Yeah, I think I think my coach and I and management just kind of know my capability and and. Um, what I'm capable of and just what I'm able to do. So we trust in the work that we put in and, uh, you know, I've, I've been a competitor for, uh, since I was four years old, really, you know, so I've been competing in front of people since I was four. So that's like my whole life. A lot of people have to adjust to that. Like going out there and sparring and stuff is different because you're just in, in the training room. Nobody's really watching you. Mm-hmm. And then when you go out there in front of, you know, hundreds or thousands of people, they, they, sh- they close up, they shell up. And so that wasn't my problem. I didn't have to get adjusted to that. And my coaches knew like my abilities as a fighter. So we just jumped into these uh, promotions and opportunities that we were handed. No, it's awesome. And we're looking out here because we've actually got me with us now. Justin's connection was shit, so we bounced knee in. Hey. Knee, how's it going? <laughs> I'm good, Kobe. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. It's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing Justin's gone. He always causes issues, so I'm glad to have you with us, buddy. Uh, it's good to be on. Good to be on, and it's good to be with you, Archie. Archie, uh, I know your your second name is Kwame, so that means you have Ghanaian heritage. So I got to yes, ask, sir. brother, why is Ghanaian jollof rice the best jollof rice? <laughs> that that Nigerian jollof rice just a little dry, you know. <laughs> it'll 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 hit the same like that Canadian jollof rice. There we go. You you know you understand. You <laughs> oh, understand. I know. Oh, I know. So yeah, my mom was born and raised in Ghana. My dad my dad joined the Peace Corps uh, and moved to Ghana. And got married and uh, they moved back. Hey, nice one. And uh, have you have you visited? yourself i have yeah i went i the first time i went i was probably like three or four years old and last time i went i was just graduated college so probably 22 20 actually 23 Mm -hmm. yeah so it's been four years now since i've been back to ghana but i'm planning on going this this coming summer 
Nice. Well, that'll be good. That'll be good. Oh, hold on. Hold on. How did you know it was Ghana with Kwame? Is that like is that like Zen in Sweden or something? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> That's a common Ghanaian name. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, okay. I, I saw the Kwame too, I assume, okay, somewhere in Africa. Yeah, it means Saturday born. It means Saturday born. Ah, okay. Okay, no, that, I was surprised. No, okay. So I, I learned something new about the whole Ghanaian heritage thing that I'm always learning something from me other than Jalof Rice, but that seems to be his go to. Yeah, it's my go to because people in North America were miseducated. These Nigerians are running around <laughs> spreading lies. <laughs> I'm going to spread truth. Tell, tell everybody that they got the good jalap rice. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, no, you, you haven't had jalap rice yet. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm going to ask you another food question. We're actually based up in Toronto, uh, in case you don't know. Have you ever had a Putin? before putin do you know what a putin is yeah i have not no what is that so so basically it's a it's a canadian dish it's fries with cheese curds and then gravy over top to melt the cheese curds into the fries okay <laughs> is it good oh it's great man it's great it's great oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome <laughs> it's not eating clean or anything but it's great. It's fantastic. We always ask. No. <laughs> It'll mess up with your, your routine if you're trying to cut weight. Definitely wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to Canada? Yeah, I did, actually. Yeah, I did. In college, I went up there for a wedding to Winnipeg. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's harsh Canada. <laughs> that's cold Canada. Yeah, there was mosquitoes everywhere. It was... No, it was in the middle of the summer, but there was mosquitoes everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they, they suffer for that. So they suffer with that, too. Now, getting back to the mixed martial arts thing, your last couple of fights have been decided standing. So are you leaning toward becoming a striker, or do you just find that's available to you because people are doing everything they can to avoid your wrestling? Um, I just... You know, to be completely honest, I enjoy striking. I I enjoy um, getting in those exchanges. I enjoy punching these guys. Yeah, like being up in somebody's face like that and 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 seeing what they're about. And um, but yeah, I mean, not to get it twisted at all. I, I know how to wrestle, um, and I know in front of a crowd I can wrestle. But it's also I'm trying to make sure that when I do get into a high caliber fight um, that my striking wouldn't be shy. Cause you'll, you, you see a lot of wrestlers who are really good at wrestling. They just turn straight to the wrestling. As soon as anything gets chippy into a fight, you know, you see, you see an altercation happen or, or you see the guy punch you with a good punch and wrestlers just go quick to the shot. Mm-hmm. I want to know that I'm, I'm comfortable with the standing exchanges. And obviously I know I'm comfortable with the grappling, uh, but I also want to get comfortable with, with just being in those standing exchanges. Now you basically fought or wrestled at the same weight, correct? Yeah, pretty much. I wrestled at one fifty seven, and now it's a uh, one fifty five. How difficult is it for you to make weight now? Yeah, it's tougher. I haven't. <clears throat> last time I made one fifty seven was like four and a half, five years ago. Um, so I haven't. This was my first time making one fifty five in four and a half years. 
it was tough for sure. Um, my, my fights prior to this were all 170, and then the last two fights were a catchweight of 160. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a tough weight cut, um, but I think it, it'll my body will adjust to it uh, over the next few years. So we're gonna have a you know 10 plus year career here at 155. So yeah, it better get it uh, adjusted and ready for it. Sign up to SoRare, the ultimate fantasy sports NFT platform. Scout, collect, and trade officially licensed digital player cards with other fans in our open marketplace. Create teams with cards from your collection and earn points based on your players' real-life performances to compete in a variety of fantasy sports competitions. Showcase your skills and go head-to-head with managers from around the world to rise up the weekly rankings and earn rewards. Yes. So rare is a game that you can play this season and the next and the next and the next. It's almost like a, a dynasty spin on fantasy. This is something that's available in formats such as NBA, MLB, and also football, the world game, which includes this year's 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. So what are you waiting for? Get involved, get in the game, get some cards. Have some fun. Oh, did I tell you it's free, by the way? Yes. All you have to do is sign up. Kobe showed me. It's, it's really that simple. You just sign up, create an account, and then you can start playing. And if you want to go a little bit harder and purchase some limited, rare, or unique cards, you can do that too. But at a base level, this is really just a free, fun way to play with your mates and show who's really in the know when it comes to sports. Because process podcasters, we know our thing. But so rare is a chance to go up against us and see who really is the smartest in the room. So hit the link in the show notes and we'll see you on So Rare. Own your game. And the division you're in in Bellator has got to be one of the most stacked divisions, yeah. period. So when, when yeah. you look up at the top ranked fighters, is there a fighter that maybe you think you could you sort of emulate or is there a fighter that you think maybe would be a good match for you uh in bellator in bellator yeah i don't think i i emulate any of those guys uh in bellator i think i'm different than all of them okay Uh, i think body build and like background would be similar to like what a michael chandler was in bellator you know we're both explosive compact strong um wrestlers who got you know big strong hands uh, so I think it's similar in that aspect, but I also don't want to fight just like he does. And then when it comes to like competition wise, yeah, there's, you know, in the, after this, I, I, I asked after this last fight, I asked for Peter Queeley, mm-hmm. who's the top 10 guy in Bellator 155. I don't think that fight's going to fall through at the moment, but you know, by the end of 2023, shoot, all the guys in the top 10 are they're they're going to be right there in front of me so we'll see what happens okay so you're looking to keep busy yes i want three or four fights next year all right now considering your record right six and zero professional nine and overall you haven't lost your last couple of wins are very impressive how difficult do you think it's going to be for you to to fight up basically in in difficulty to find somebody above you that's willing to fight you I don't think it'll be that hard. I, I, but I'm also like, I'm also convinced that these, 
that most people aren't afraid to fight. It's like we're all professional fighters. So I, I'm I'm convinced that like you know somebody who's got more experience than me wouldn't be intimidated or afraid to like fight me. And I might be I might be naive uh, for saying that and for thinking that. I've talked to some other fighters and you know they say different than what I'm saying. But um, yeah, I like to just give people benefit of the doubt and just think that you know that they, they are also professionals and they want to fight. So. Hopefully I'm right, and if I'm wrong, somebody will uh, will will sign that that contract, and we'll we'll stay active. Okay, okay. So it's something I actually talked about with another another fighter today, actually in the pre-fight press conference. But talking about how in promotions like Bellator or PFL, you have these grand prix where you can't really duck anyone. Right? Yeah. It's the cream yeah. rises to the top and you know who the real champion is. Whereas in say somewhere like the UFC, you have these sort of custom made fights that are really for fans and not necessarily for position. And people yeah. can sort of jump the line, right? They can, they can sort of skip mm-hmm. ahead and, and find themselves in a position to fight someone that they would have normally had to earn their way to. Yeah. Do you like being in a promotion where you feel like you're going to have to fight the best to be the best? You can't skip the line. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd like what the next year or two in Bellator looks like for me. I think that I'm going to, but in the next two years, I think I'm going to, you know, get, let's say seven more wins. Okay. All right. That's, that's saying, Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's fair. Let's say seven more wins in the next two years from right now. Um, and a handful of those will probably be in the top 10, which will prove to, to when I get my shot, it'll just prove that I'm, you know, I'm, I wasn't handed this spot. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I had to beat said person to get there or, or multiple people to get there. Uh, I had to, I had to do my due diligence. I had to go back to training and, and work my ass off to get back up to that position to do it again and then do it again and do it again. And now I'm here. Um, and I think that like the UFC system is like we saw it with like Sean O'Malley, you know, he kind of jumped the line a little bit, Yeah. but he also went up and showed out, you know, it would have been different if he went out there and just got creamed, you know, he just got smashed on by, by Jan, but he didn't. And I know that's an arguable decision, Win, uh, however you want to look at it, but at the end of the day, that was a really competitive close fight. So um, it proves that in that top three or four or five, he's that guy, you know. So I don't know. They're they're both uh, good. Okay, okay. And then looking at the Bellator promotion in general, they're going to have that co-promotion with Ryzen. They're sending some of the best fighters over to compete in that. Is that something you would be interested in doing in the future, one of these co-promotions? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, like I had fought with Eagle, um, and I I think that I still have the ability to sign, fight with them. So, and if I, it would be awesome to have like a co-promotion of Bellator and Eagle. So, I'm not sure if that will ever happen, but yeah, I think it's dope that they're like, you know, a step ahead in the game. Um, I don't know how long 
it took boxing to like fully do that where they were like all right you know each promotion can have their guys and we're we're just gonna have to you know unify these belts and stuff like that i don't know when that happened but it's cool that bellator is, is taking that uh step forward in this game now in your gym is there someone that pushes you the hardest um yeah i mean i got a handful of guys so like i i I, one of my close training partners he's bigger than me but we have the same mindset um and and in drive his name's grant neal he's top 10 bellator Mm -hmm. um, light heavyweight so he's bigger boy than me you know he's a very similar mindset to 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 myself and trying to improve year round um obviously we're not pushing it and grinding ourselves to death in the off season but we're we're like consistent we're trying to steadily grow um and then when it comes to like uh, sparring sessions and wrestling and stuff like that um i get to 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 train with uh you know justin gaethje and kamar usman they're close partners of mine and um they both obviously push me very well now it's got to be pretty inspiring to have someone like grant neal to work with and i mean he's relatively new in his career, and he's already found himself in the top 10 of the Bellator light heavyweights. He hasn't had that many professional fights under his belt, so you got to feel like you're following that same path, correct? Yeah, he's. I think his professional record at the moment is 7-1. and one. Um, But yeah, he's gone out, showed out, performed, dominated people. Um, he lost a very close split decision in I thought he won, but uh, I'm sure they'll eventually continue to win out and they'll, they'll meet each other again. And, you know, ball won't lie on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. Do you, do you know what your next fight is or no? I mean, when I got disconnected, it was my manager calling me. So maybe he's got some good news. For me. <laughs> well, it's time, right? Like you, sh- you theoretically, you should be hearing soon. Correct. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I just fought three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I know Bellator has a lot of people that they have to try and keep active, but, you know, I'm going to try my best to continue to put on performances so they want to have me on there. Um, so hopefully I get on there in February. That's 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 my plan. That's my goal. Yeah, I think February makes sense, and I think you're looking you're looking to do four fights a year, correct? Uh, yeah, so I, I got three this year, but I also broke my hand, so that took me out for a little bit, but I still got three in. And where do you think you've improved the most as a professional? I, f- I feel like I just make, I'm making uh, small steps everywhere. Honestly, like, I feel like my striking and my understanding of where I'm in danger, how I'm in danger, and when I have somebody in danger, it's just, it's grown a lot in the past year. I feel like my mental game has probably grown the most in the past year. Just like, understand, like, I have a son now. I'm having to step up like just as in life outside of fighting, which is also in turn making me step up inside of fighting. Okay. So you'd say like your octagon awareness has gotten significantly better. And I want to talk about wrestling specifically. I want to talk about wrestling specifically. How different is it MMA wrestling versus traditional, say, uh, freestyle or folk style wrestling? Yeah, it's a lot different. I mean, because if you think about wrestling, are you pretty familiar with with wrestling? Yes, I am. Okay, so like, you know, if I if I am to take you down in in a normal wrestling match, like, let's call it a folk style wrestling match, right? Your whole objective is to not expose your back 
to the mat. Correct. So it, that that compared to like MMA, that that eliminates like half of the problem, right? I have to just stay on top of you and, and pressure you that way. Versus in MMA, if I take you down, you're fine with going to your back. You're fine with turning your belly. You're you're fine with doing all of this like wrestling in the sport of wrestling. And there's a full 360 playing field in MMA. So it it is different. It does take some adjustment. And like if you take somebody down on the cage, it's just as much help for them who got taken down on the cage as it is for you who's taking somebody down on the cage. I believe at least. So it takes some adjusting and takes some getting used to. Obviously, wrestlers come in with an advantage in it because you know we're used to grappling and wrestling and, and doing that stuff, but it's still different. No, it's good. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's something that doesn't get said a lot, honestly, in these interviews. People forget that having that wrestling background as great as it is it's a very different game when you get into mma and do you feel it helps you when you're up against the cage or does it is that a completely different skill set like if my back is against the cage or if i'm taking you down against the cage if your back is against the cage Uh, either one actually yeah i think it does i really do i think like sometimes when i get somebody taken in in sparring or sessions or something i feel like they are getting helped by the cage you know they're able to lean on that and spread their legs even further than they would naturally would because otherwise i would just pull their leg real small and they would fall down mm-hmm. but because they're laying on the cage their, their legs are spread freaking almost to the full splits you know it's different like i feel like the people on the cage definitely have some some help uh from the cage Okay. All right, man. No, it's it's good. It's good talking to you. See, these these are questions I wish I could ask in pre-fight interviews. You just don't have time for. So it's great to have you on. Before I let you go, uh, let us know where people can follow you on social media. Uh, all right. So all of my my Twitter and my Instagram are both King underscore Colgan. That's just normal King underscore C O L G A N. Yeah. Right on, man. Take it easy. Yep, have a good day. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcast's experience, where no sport is left behind.